Coming up on the Cliff Notes Podcast Week 6 pregame show, we have all the scores and schedules from the city and the Midland Empire Conference. Plus, Central has a critical district seating game. And we talked to KQ2 Sports Director Chris Roush about all things high school football coming up on the Cliff Notes Podcast Week 6 pregame show. And welcome everybody to the Cliff Notes Podcast Weekly Pregame Show. It is Week 6. I am your host, Clifton Grooms. Before we can move on to Week 6, let's go through some Week 5 scores. We got some scores in the city and the Midland Empire Conference. And a weird game and a weird scoring game. Savannah was able to upend Central 11 to nothing. That's more like a baseball score than a football score. We'll have more with Coach Kevin Kopecki and with Coach Reggie Trotter about that game here in just a few minutes. Also, Maryville was able to defeat Cameron 27-7, and St. Pius was able to defeat Chillicothe 42-27. Those were in the city and the Midland Empire Conference 11-man football. So let's get into this week's schedule. Oak Park at Central. Both teams are 1-4 in the year. This is an absolute critical district seeding game. Oak Park is at number 5 in the district. It's Class 5, District 8, with 25.26 points. And then Central's the number 6 team at 23.11 points. So a win by Central would more than likely leapfrog them over Oak Park due to head-to-head competition. Also, North Oak Park did beat Central last year, 35-14, in the 2019 playoffs to knock them out of the postseason. Now, we did have an opportunity to talk to Coach Trotter. We talked about last week's unusual game at Savannah, and we looked ahead to this critical district seeding game against Oak Park. Here's our interview with Coach Trotter here in 30 seconds. And we're here on the Cliff Notes Podcast, Week 6 pregame show. We've got Central Indian Head Coach Reggie Trotter back with us. How you doing, Coach? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure to have you on, Coach. Um, Coach, um. A little bit of an unusual game on Friday. Um, it's a football score. It's not really a score that you expected. Football, more or less, in baseball. An eleven nothing um loss to Savannah. Um, walk us through that ball game and just um just give us your give us your insight on the game. Well, the the name of the game is you have to score more points than your opponent, and we did not get that done. Um, you know, I, I want to. Definitely take my hat off to those guys. They they played a really good game and their physical, you know, their physical football team, which we expected. Um, but we had opportunities and didn't cash it in. And that's something that we can't do. We can't continue to shoot ourselves in the foot uh, when we get in the red zone. And um, you know, and and I again I don't want to take anything away from Savannah. They played a really good football game. Uh, but self-inflicted injuries have been our uh, our MO these last few weeks, and that's something that we can't have. Well, Coach, um, every game you get an opportunity to improve. And um, right back at it again this week, you guys have a, um, a conference game, and I called it on the um, pregame show here, a, dis- a critical district seeding game against Oak Park. Um, uh, it's a little early maybe to be talking about how districts are to be positioned, but they're number five and you guys are number six. A victory over them would leapfrog you guys over them as of this moment right now with the head-to-head. Talk about the scouting report on the Northmen and um, what can we expect from this football game on Friday? You know, honestly, I think they're a lot like us. Uh, I think a physical football team who really has some talented pieces, but has underachieved. 
And that's, that's exactly who we are. And I'm not going to sugarcoat it by any means. Um, we have not played as well as we would have liked to play. Uh, but the good thing for us is we do have another week. And that's all we're trying to get taken care of this weekend and uh, is try to be 1-0 after this week. You know, we are, um, uh, are facing a very physical football team again and uh, a team that has a, a leg up on us because they played us, you know, we played them last year in the playoffs. Uh, so they, they've got the, the taste of a victory against us. And hopefully uh, they don't get that taste again. You know, we're, we're, we really buckle down and, and really focus in on us uh, this week, and hopefully we'll get some uh, get some things taken care of so we can make sure we get this win. Well, Oak Park and Central this this Friday night at Noise Field. Definitely go check that out if you have the opportunity to. Um, if there's a streaming link, we'll definitely have it on the Cliff Notes podcast um, Twitter page for everybody to check out. Um, Coach Trotter, like I said, you know, thank you again for coming on. I definitely appreciate you coming on every week, uh, talking about your kids, talking about your football team, and um, good luck to you and the kids on Friday. I appreciate it, Clifton. Thanks for having me on, man. And thank you to head coach Reggie Trotter, Oak Park at Central, this Friday night at Noyes Field. Let's get into the MEC now. Let's do some MEC standings. St. Pius is continuing to lead the MEC with a 3-0 conference record. Maryville is at 2-1 in the conference. Savannah is at 1-0 in the conference. Lafayette is 1-1. Cameron is 1-2. Benton is 0-1. And Chillicothe rounds out the field at 0-3. Now let's go through the schedule as far as the MEC conference is concerned. Chillicothe is at Lafayette this week. Hornets are 0-5 while the Irish are 2-2 on the season. This is the Irish's return back to the field since last week's game against Central was canceled. The Hornets did win a close ball game in 2019, 14-13, so it would be a good opportunity for Lafayette to get back in the win column and to get back on the football field in general. I'm sure the kids there in the north side are real excited about that game. Other matchup in the MEC includes Cameron at Savannah. Now, Cameron did lose to Maryville last week, 27-7. On Thursday, Cameron found out they were missing six starters from the game due to COVID-related issues, some contact tracing. So six starters were out. That included starting quarterback Ty Campbell and starting running back Dom Hurst. Both of those guys, along with four others, had to sit out last week, and they will probably more than likely be sitting out this week's game against Savannah. That With the Savages, they have won two straight games after coming off their quarantine. We had an opportunity to talk with both coaches. Here's our interview with Coach Wallace first up, and that starts right now. And we're here on the Cliff Notes podcast on the Week 6 pregame show. We're happy to have Cameron head coach Jeff Wallace back with us. How you doing, Coach? Hey, I'm doing all right. Coach, um, tough loss on Friday night, um, 27-7 over Mar- over Maryville. Um, coach, just walk us through that ball game. Well, I, we, we came out pretty strong, and uh, we moved the ball. We had a long run by Ty Spear. We played a little wildcat down to the one, and he took it in from there. We were up 7 nothing. They took it down, scored seven to six, and then it was kind of back and forth for most of the first half. It was twenty to seven them at halftime, and then they uh, they scored they scored another touchdown. Second half, we we just couldn't get anything going. It's twenty seven seven, pretty physical game. Well, coach, up uh, uh, you know the MEC, you know it's always a dog fight every single week. You know, no weeks off. Um, this week, um, you're against Savannah this week. Um, what have you seen from the Savages so far? What can we expect from this contest? They're a good football team. They're, they've kind of changed things a little bit that they're doing. They're bringing, they're bringing the running game now and doing some power stuff. 
they changed from what they were doing earlier in the year. I think he's probably uh, he sees what his personnel is, and he does what good football coaches do. They they change what they're doing offensively to fit their personnel, and they've gotten much much better offensively because of it. And they're starting to find their groove on defense a little bit. They're awfully strong up inside, and they move very very well. Well, Coach, uh, also, you know, thank you so much for joining us again. You know, with the, like I said, you know, the NEC every single week, it's a dog fight. You guys are in that mix. And um, good luck to you and the guys on Friday. Hey, Cliff, I appreciate it, buddy. Thank you. Always a great opportunity to talk with head coach Jeff Wallace of the Cameron Dragons. Now, we also did get an opportunity to talk with head coach Kevin Kopecki of the Savannah Savages. Like we talked about with the Central game earlier, we talked about their Weird game against Central, and we previewed this week's game against Cameron. Here's our interview with Kevin Kapecki, and that's starting right now. And we're here on the Cliff Notes Podcast, week six pregame show. we got Savannah Savage head coach Kevin Kapecki with us. How you doing, coach? I'm doing good, Clifton. Thank you. Always good. Always good to have you on. Um, coach, a um, little bit of a weird game last week. Um, an 11-0 game, um, you really don't see that in high school football too often. You might think of that as like a baseball score, but no, it was literally the score of your guys' football game last week. Uh, walk us through the game and just um, talk about and just talk about um, the positives from the game. Yeah, you know, it was a weird score. You know, we were leading 2 nothing at a halftime. We blocked a punt and went through the end zone. We didn't jump on it and get the touchdown. And uh, then they kicked us. They actually punted from the 20-yard line. Uh, Heisman LaFave had a great return, but we got called for a clip. He ran it back for a touchdown, so... At halftime, it's 2 nothing, and we're just had kind of this, like, eerie feeling that, you know, it's a, such a strange score. You know, a field goal would get you beat or about anything else. So, But we challenged our defense and said, you know, if, uh, if they don't score at this point on from halftime on, the game's over, whether it's 2 nothing, 8 to nothing, 11 nothing, you know, whatever, end up end up being the final score. And to get a shutout in this day and age, you know, and uh, Central is a, is a good offensive football team. Their first drive took a lot of time off the clock, and they ran the ball well. But I tell you, after that, our defense stepped up and just had a tremendous night. I think they had something like 16 yards rushing after that, and just uh, our kids really stepped up on the defensive end. Our offense did enough to win. We uh, we've, we made a lot of progress this week, I think, and uh, well, hopefully that'll show tomorrow night against Cameron. Well, let's talk about that game against Cameron. Um, Dragons are coming off a loss to Maryville 27-7 last week. And um, they were actually missing some players this week, and they're probably going to be missing some players this week. Um, talk about the um, the scouting report for the um, Dragons, and um, what can we expect from this football game on Friday? Yeah, you know, Coach Wallace and his staff do a great job over there. They've got that thing turned around pretty quickly, and uh, they're a solid program in the MEC. You know, everybody has a tough time with Maryville in recent history, so there's no real surprise there. Um, they look good on film. Uh, they throw the ball all over the place on offense and very explosive. So uh, our defensive backs and our, our pass rush are going to be very important at that end of the deal. And like I said, our offense needs to improve enough to, you know, get some points on the board and kind of take some of that pressure off of our defense. Well, Coach, um, I want to thank you so much for um, coming on the podcast. Um, Cameron and Savannah, this Friday night, um, I thank you again for coming on, and um, good luck to you and the kids on Friday. Thanks. I appreciate it. Always good talking to you, Clifton. Thank you. Cameron is at Savannah. If there's any streaming for that game, we will more than likely be updating it on the Cliff Notes podcast Twitter account. You can follow that at Cliff Notes underscore pod. Now, Benton was supposed to play Maryville this week. But due to Benton still being closed, their school closed a couple weeks ago. They will be back off quarantine next week. So the Cardinals will return to action.
action next week against St. Pius. That will be on the road in Kansas City. Now, with that cancellation, that left an open date for Maryville. Now, Maryville on Wednesday went ahead and scheduled the number two ranked football team in Class 3 and the Odessa Bulldogs. Also, they are the defending state champions. It is the third ranked opponent the Spoof Hounds have played this season. They played Blair Oaks, St. Pius, and Odessa. All three of those teams all three of those teams ranked really high in the state in their respective polls. And also next week, they're going to be taking on Class 4 ranked Lincoln Prep in Kansas City next week. Now, we did have an opportunity to talk with head coach Matt Webb. Now, keep in mind a little disclosure. This interview actually was conducted before Maryville found this football game. So, that's a heads up for you. But we did have an opportunity to talk with Coach Webb. Talking about the last couple weeks of games. And... Well, our interview with Coach Webb starts right now. And we're here on the Cliff Notes podcast. We got Maryville Spoonpound head coach Matt Webb with us. How you doing, Coach? Doing well. How are you today? I'm uh, doing great. Doing great. Um, been a couple of weeks since we talked. I've um, had a couple games go on. Um, first one we'll talk about is the um, the tough defeat to St. Pius. It was um, a 26 to um, 14 defeat in week four. Um, Coach, just give your overall thoughts on that game. Uh, I think you had the score wrong there. I don't think it was 46-14. I think it was 26-14. 26, 26, yeah, 26-14, I believe you're right. Yeah, uh, a loss is a loss, but I certainly want to add any more points than what we give up. Um, oh, absolutely. They, uh, you know, obviously, St. Pius is a, a very good football team. Um, you know, we, we didn't go down and accomplish the things which we needed to and take away a lot of their talented skill positions. Um, the, uh, the quarterback and, and tailback and receiver all had, had big nights on us and defensively, and um, we we weren't able to do the things offensively we needed to do to kind of keep up. So, um, you know, we're uh, you know obviously that uh, we didn't get accomplished what we wanted to get accomplished. There it was a big win for St. Pius, and um, they were very motivated and, and um, um, like I said, doing a good job and, and having a good season. And, and um, certainly, uh, you know, wasn't a didn't turn out the way we wanted it to. Well, Coach, um, like Maryville football always does, Maryville football always does a good job of picking it back up. Um, if it loses, it does a great job of picking it back up, and that's exactly what you guys did on this Friday when you guys picked up a 27-7 win over Cameron on the road on Friday. Um, coach, um, allowed the first first touchdown of the game, and then you guys came back um, 27 straight points and then held them the rest of the game. Um, just give an overall review of your team's performance that game. Well, it was, uh, you know, a situation to where, you know, when the district uh, classifications and, and district assignments came out on this past Monday, um, we've always uh, been, you know, kind of borderline between class two and class three and, and where we'll fit in district eight. So um, when those came out Monday and we found out that we're in the same district with Cameron and Benton and Chilcothy and some of our um, fellow, you know, conference opponents, um, this game this week against Cameron kind of um, had a little bit more significance just because where people stand in district standings at this time, you know, Cameron was three and one and we were two and two. So um, we needed to go over and get a good win against the district opponent as well as an MEC opponent. And um, to basically when you, when, when you do that and you level out and you're both three and two and, and then, you know, you have the kind of the tiebreaker um, when it comes to district seating, you know, a head to head tiebreaker on that. And when it comes to district seating. So, um, yeah, I thought we, you know, we went over and um, played a very good Cameron team. They were much improved. Um, COVID had kind of 
uh, put them in, in some rough situations with some players out, uh, very similar to what, what we've gone through and some what other schools, um, you know, it seems like everybody's going to go through it at some point this season. And um, so, you know, they had some guys out for them and, um, you know, to their credit, you know, their team played very hard and um, both teams played very hard with some guys that, um, you know, that for them that they really didn't know up until, you know, the Thursday before the game that if they were going to be playing or not. So um, it was a hard football game. Like I said, we gave up seven points early because, again, we, we kind of struggled with some tackling, gave up a big play. Um, but, you know, to allow seven points to a team that prior to that was averaging 41 points a game, um, I was proud of the way our defense played. I um, thought we did a lot of things better offensively. We had some drives stall out that, you know, we, did, we, we need to continue to improve on. Um, first quarter, we kind of had too many three and outs and, and that sort of thing. And, and you give credit to Cameron's defense. They're playing very, playing very inspired and, and um, uh, very motivated football team. So it was a good football game. I was glad we were able to put some, put some points in the, up in the second half and kind of pull away and get a good win. Well, Coach, congratulations on the win. Uh, great win for you guys. Um, as of this week, as we're recording, uh, there's no game scheduled for you guys this week due to everything that happened at um, Benton. So um, if there is a game, we'll definitely be posting it or retweeting it on the Clifford Podcast Twitter account. Um, Coach, um, thank you so much for joining the show, and uh, good luck to you and your kids in practice or if you guys end up having a game this week. Yeah, we're planning on having a game. You know, that's our that's our focus. Um, you know, with these COVID things, a lot of times things aren't happening until Wednesday or Thursday, the week of the game. And, and uh, two weeks ago, Web City uh, picked up Kickapoo on, on a Wednesday night, I believe, this past week. Uh, Blair Oaks picked up Valley Catholic and didn't know that was officially going to happen until Thursday afternoon. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll, we're on the horn and looking for opponents and looking for options. And, and uh, you know, Lord willing, we'll get to play this Friday night. All righty. Thank you so much for joining us, Coach. Thank you. Thank you to Maryville head coach Matt Webb. Remember, Maryville at Odessa this Friday night. We'll have a streaming link on the Cliff Notes podcast Twitter account. Also in the MEC, St. Pius was scheduled to play a non-conference game at Kansas City Northeast. But due to Northeast's precautionary quarantine, that game will not be taking place. The Warriors are on a bye this week. They will not be playing an opponent this week. They will resume play next week at home against Benton. Also in the city, on the eight-man front, Bishop LaVlade at 1-4 in the year. They're going to be taking a Kansas City East Christian. And to, to leave off the segment here, we always leave off with our interview with KK2 Sports Director Chris Roush. We break down a couple of the top games in the area, and we recap Week 5. So here's our interview with Chris Roush right now. And we're here on the Cliff Notes Podcast, Week 6 pregame show. We've got our good friend KK2 Sports Director Chris Roush with us. How are you doing, Chris? Good. How are you doing, Clemson? Uh, I'm doing good. We got another week. Of, we got another week of football in the books here. We're getting ready to begin another one. So, before we look ahead, we got to look back a little bit. Um, week five of the high school football season. I know that North Andrew beat North Shelby. That was a big game there. Talk about that game and other things that really stood out to you from the area as far as week five. Well, I'm, with week five, you you look back and the two games I went to personally, it, it was North Andrew, North Shelby, and then I was at Savannah Central. Start with uh, North Andrew, North Shelby. You know, North Andrew came out there in the first quarter and kind of punched them in the mouth a little bit. They forced a uh, turnover on North Shelby's opening drive, uh, scored a touchdown right there on, on the Cardinals' opening drive, and then North Shelby tries to go for it on fourth and inches and doesn't get it. North Andrew, you know, answers back on that next drive with a touchdown. So they're up 14-0 pretty quickly in that one. And really, 
they really didn't let off the gas. I mean, North Shelby did score, I think, toward the end of the first quarter, just right before the end of the first quarter. But it just looked like North Andrew may have been a more physical team last Friday night. And maybe that's something North Shelby needed early in the season to have a game like that because North Andrew is a physical team and they know how to run the football and they're efficient. That's why they're 5-0. and well, I think probably for those teams like North Shelby, and you got the North Shelby's, the Drexels, the Archies, and those teams, those teams really don't come over here and play our teams in Northwest Missouri a lot. So it's a good to have a test on that because those could, those could be potential previews for state championship games down the line. So, And then uh, we got Central and Savannah. You just talked about that a little bit. A little bit of a weird scoring game, like, 11 to nothing, it's not really a football score. It's more like a baseball score. So talk about that game. Yeah, so I got there toward the end of the second quarter, and it was 2 nothing because Savannah had scored on a safety right before I got there. And then right before the half, Savannah was driving, but Central forced a fumble. That took us into halftime of that one. And really, Savannah came out their opening drive, and they, you know, they scored a touchdown. They go up 11 nothing. They add, I think, a field goal a little bit later on in the game, too. I think it ended up being, if I have the score right, let's see. Let me just pull that back up here. I had it. Yeah, I had that game basically just in their hands the whole time. It was 11 nothing. I guess it was. I thought they had another score. But regardless, going up 11 nothing and winning that game, yeah, actually, they did. My mask off. Yeah, they scored. They had a field goal later in the game, too, to make that 11 nothing ball game after being up 2 nothing, They didn't get the, the uh, two-point conversion on their touchdown. So they had an 8 nothing lead, and that was kind of a weird score for a little bit there, but they added that kind of insurance, you know, field goal to make it a two-possession game. But a really weird game because that game came together Monday afternoon, basically, and that's what it was. It was Central Savannah for just the third time ever for the two teams. They hadn't played in over 60 years. 1950 is the last time they played each other. And uh, Central had the advantage 1-0 and 1. They tied, I think, in 1943 at 6-6. And then Central won on, I think, 1954, 53, somewhere in there. So it it was one of those weird games where they don't ever see each other. I mean, they're only separated by about 15, 20 minutes and 50, 20 miles. But it's, it's a game you don't see very often. Well, I got to give you props there, number one. Uh, definitely going into the encyclopedia a little bit because uh, I was actually asking of Kevin Kopecky uh, after our interview last week of when, when maybe I couldn't remember whether the team's played or not, but I think you posted something on fr- that Friday morning about it. So I got to definitely give you props on that, Chris. Definitely on, on your history, definitely there. Uh, major props to you. Well, I, I was the one that found it. I had a couple of gentlemen from some Savannah roots that uh, texted me about it there Friday afternoon, and they were the ones that got me kind of on the right path and kind of figured out who and when the last time they played. So, yeah, I, I wasn't able to find it. I had a little bit of help finding that one too. Oh, well, definitely thank you to them too. Definitely thank you for putting that out there, definitely, um, for sure. Let's get into some week six games real quick. Um. We got a couple games in the city. Uh, first started with Oak Park and Central. Um, I talked about it a little bit on the um, on the first segment here. Um, both teams are one and four. Um, Oak Park is number five in the district. Central is number six. Both of them have similar records. I I called it a critical district seeding game because if Central is able to pick up a victory in this game, they could leapfrog Oak Park in the district standings there. 
that is very critical. So, Devin, what's your take on this game? Well, I think it's one of these games where Central has a chance to, you know, bounce back. And for the last couple of years, they've met in the postseason. They're in the first round. It's been them right there in the districts playing, and it's been Oak Park that's had the wins at least in 19 and 18. And, you know, back in 17, it was Central that won it in the district. So, I mean, these two teams know each other from the playoffs, but now you're seeing them go head-to-head in the regular season. So, yeah, there's some district ramifications seating-wise here a little bit. But, I mean, it's it's still more that, you know, they've seen each other so much in the postseason. Now you're in the regular season matchup. Well, absolutely. I think another thing that's really key for this game is, um, you know, Central's got to get the offense going. This is a team that scored 29 points in the first week of the season. They have only scored 21 points in the last four games. So I think it's very, very key for them to get some touchdowns in this game, especially early in the ball game, because what the schedule is only going to get tougher from here. When you look at, you know, Central and, you know, defensively, I mean, they gave up 47 to North Kansas City, but that was close in, I think, the first quarter or so. And they really haven't given up a lot of points, I mean, throughout this season. I mean, you look at their win-losses. They beat Ruskin 29 nothing, lost North KC 47-6. They lost to Belton 14-7. Lee Summit 22-8. to Savannah 11 nothing. They're not giving up a ton of points. It's just, you know, the offense is having to get something going here. And Stone Wetlocker, I think he's a sophomore quarterback. They're pretty young. There's some young guys on that offensive side of the ball. Uh, they're going to keep getting better each and every week. You're just finding a rhythm here down the stretch with just a few games to go before we get to the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of good young talent on that Indian football team. I'm, I've already said before that I'm real excited about this football team maybe – at the end of the year, maybe even next year and two years down the line, this could be a really good football team. So let's move on to the uh, let's move on to the other city game, and that's a uh, Chillicothe at Lafayette. Uh, Irish, of course, you know, had their week five game against Central uh, canceled due to um, some COVID related issues, some some quarantines, some contract tracing. Um, so that's where that Central Savannah game came up. So. The Irish are going to be real excited to get back on the football field this week against Chillicothe, a team that hasn't had the start maybe they, they they hope to have. How big of a key is it for Lafayette to get this win this week? I think it's a big one to kind of get them back on track because, like you said, I mean, they were off last week. It's, it's good to have them back this week. And Benton's still off for another week. They'll return here on the 9th. But, yeah, I mean – we had a tough one at Savannah. I mean, Savannah jumped out early, but Lafayette battled back in that ball game to kind of make that close down the stretch. But yeah, you've had a week off, and, you know, Chillicothe, they're, they're struggling this year. They're 0-5, and they're coming off a game against St. Pius where you know, they gave St. Pius a run down the stretch. It was only a 15-point ball game against St. Pius, who's knocked off Maryville and teams like that this year, knocked off, you know, Cameron too so I mean and Pius is scoring points but Chillicothe gave them a little bit of a scare there down the stretch last week so I think it's a Chillicothe team that knows it's getting better as the season goes and Lafayette this is their first time back out since you know they weren't able to play last week and definitely that should be a real exciting game they're always competitive football games between Chillicothe and Lafayette and the last game that we're going to look at um, is Hamilton and Midbuck um, Midbuck just they've just been cruising all year long you know you look at the scores there and um Hamilton is a team that's really getting closer to being back to full strength. I think this will be a really solid football game. I think it's a game that 
Midbuck must be focused on, I you know, with the uh, maybe a big game against East Buck coming up next week. So I think Hamilton's a really good football team. I think it's going to be a great football game. What do you think? Yeah, no, I think so too. I think this is another one of those KCI contests where, you know, Midbuck has been up to the test every single time this year. And, you know, the East Buck game, that's looming next week. And if everything goes according to what how it is, it could be two undefeated teams, you know, meeting in Gower in, you know, next next Friday night. But, you know, Coach Fritz and his staff has got this team pretty much locked in. I mean, they they you hear the cliche from every coach, uh, one week at a time, one game at a time. They kind of do that, I think. You know, it is so they don't really look ahead. Sure, they know it's coming, but I mean, they know Hamilton's got some athletes. Morrow's still over there. They've got, they've got some pretty good, you know, playmakers for Hamilton out there right now. Um, the, the big thing for Mid Buchanan to me is how good this defense has played. I mean, the offense we know there's playmakers: C.J. Runyon, Javon Noise. I mean, quarterback, and then Runyon this year just a, a different animal and the running back position. I mean, he was good last year, but this year there's an extra, uh, I, I think, extra gear with him. I mean, he, he gets that ball. You have to wrap him up quickly or he's gone. Uh, so that that's always – I say always. That's been there the first five weeks of the season, that offense. But defensively, six points, eight points, seven points, six points, seven points. They're not allowing teams to score, and they've beat teams like Lawson and Lathrop. They're in back-to-back weeks. They outscore their opponents in those two weeks 80 80- nine to 13 in those two games with Lawson and Lathrop. I mean, th- those are two teams that have been at the top of the KCI for the last several years. Maybe you can kind of showing this is their year. They're ranked number one in class one right now. And all eyes are on them at this point. They, they are no longer the underdog. They're a team that people want now. They're the hunted because teams want to knock them off, but they handle it well. They, they've shown that they can handle this pressure so far this season. And absolutely, I know Coach Fritz will have those guys ready to play. So, um, Chris, uh, what are some of the other games on football tonight? Uh, football tonight's coming up from Friday at 10.35 on KQT. You can watch it there. Um, Chris will, Chris also has been posting them on YouTube. What are some of the big ga- other big games this week that you guys are going to be at that we can expect highlights from? Well, as we're recording this, as you know, everything can change on a minute's notice at oh, this God. point. But, yeah, exactly. Right now we've got Oak Park at Central, Chilcothy, Lafayette. Cameron at Savannah, Hamilton Midbuck, East Buck at Plattsburgh. Those are the uh, five, six of the 11 man games in Missouri that we're planning to get to. And then we also have, I guess that'll be five. My math's off today, Clips. I'm not doing well with this. Uh, you go to Missouri eight man football, you have two games that we're going to be at. Number one, East Mound City against number 10, East Atchison. And then number two, North Andrew hosting number four, Stanbury. Then we have three games on the Kansas side, Atchison County at Mar Hill, who they're off to a really good start. They're 4-0 in the year. Republic County at Riverside, that one could be a pretty good game because Republic County is coming off a loss to Mar Hill last week. And then Jackson Heights, the Troy is over there hosting Jackson Heights this week. So we'll have those three games. So right now the schedule looks like we'll have 10 games for football tonight, but that could always change any minute at this point. Mm-hmm, pretty much. You know, we've had games – We've had games change on Friday afternoon, my friend. You know, it's always um, – you can definitely um, keep uh, keep posted either on Chris's Twitter account, on the Cliff Notes Podcast Twitter account. Um, all of us will have all the schedule changes covered for you. So, definitely for fans, well, you can definitely check that out. Chris, um, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show. It's always a pleasure to have you on. 
And you can check out football tonight, 1035 on Friday nights on KQ2. Thanks, Clifton. Thank you very much, Chris Roush. You can catch football tonight on Friday nights on KQ2 at 1035. That is it for our first segment. In our second segment, we're going to run down everything KCIGRC. We got news on Misha State Championship sites, state rankings, schedules, scores, all that good stuff. And our interview with Regional Radio KKWK Sports Director Chris Ward is on there. So you can check that out here on the podcast here shortly.